um, I want to go further back to when you got your love for hip-hop. Me, myself, it was like 84, Run DMC, Fat Boys, and stuff like that. What what told you, you know what, man, I love this shit? Oh, man, it was, uh, man, it was probably about around the same time um, as you. Um, I was really starting to get into it. Uh, Run DMC, like you said, Run DMC, uh, the Fat Boys, NWA. Uh, heavy D and the boys. Um, I mean, just a, just a lot of different uh, hip hop from a lot of different areas. Um, I started picking up on, and I just, I, mean, I just fell in love with it. You know, my my older brother used to used to play a lot of it. Uh, he actually introduced me to uh, like Run DMC and and uh, and Heavy D, and uh, right there, you know, kind of like in the mid '80s. And I just I just took off from there with it and just just fell in love with it, man. Yeah, yeah, same here, man. It's just uh, it's been a lifelong journey, and I've I've noticed too that music is the universal language. It brings people together, but I haven't seen more people come together than I have with hip hop. I mean, it's just a global phenomenon, man. It's unreal. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was getting ready to say. The the way that it's it's been turned into into this global entity. I just, um, you know, you you just saw Exhibit performing over in in Dubai. You yeah. know, um, Cypress Hill and Fred Reck just did a whole bunch of work. Um, you know, over in the in the Middle East and Egypt uh, and all that, working with some of the um, the artists out you know out there. I mean, it's it's incredible the reach that uh the hip hop has done in, in a relatively short amount of time. So yeah. it's 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 been incredible and it's been um it's been inspiring to watch it um develop into into what it's you know developed into globally. Yeah, hundred percent. Um hundred percent man. Um and uh, as time went on obviously you got uh involved in the uh, hip hop journalism game. You know, um how did that occur? You know, uh, what, what took place and, and, and made you decide? You know what? I want to be a hip hop journalist. Um, you know, I, I can't really pinpoint any any one particular thing, but it was um, like 2006, 2007, and I just um, I remember kind of wondering. Uh, you know, kind of what happened with with some of these different uh, producers and artists, you know, over the years that um, that you know we kind of start stopped hearing from. And yeah. one of those, and one of those artists was uh, was Shorty B, um, the oh. producer for uh, you know for Too Short, uh, MC Breed, you know, uh, uh, TLC, Tupac, Digital, Digital Underground. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he he's produced so many people, and uh, and he was actually my first, my very first interview that I ever did in music wow. uh, was with Shorty B for uh, for Dub CNN back. I think it was two thousand two thousand seven or two thousand six, and uh, and from that moment on, man, I just fifteen sixteen years later, I I haven't stopped. That's amazing, yeah, man. And congratulations on that longevity too. A lot of people, man, they uh, they get out of it after a few years or 
go on to something else. But Shorty B, man, um, I just recently interviewed him for the first time uh, a couple years ago. Phenomenal guitar player. For those that don't know him, uh, him, Pee Wee, and Banks, they had that Dangerous Crew funk sound in the 90s, which I think Short's uh, best work was done. Because um, it was like a, it was a live band feel, you know what I'm saying? Instrumentation was insane. But when you interviewed him, uh, you grew up listening to his music and whatnot. How was that like for you as a fan? And how did you separate the fan from the journalist? Uh, well, uh, being a fan and and being able to talk to uh, to one of the people that uh, you know I grew up listening to and and uh, and was a fan of was uh, was it was an amazing feeling, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, meeting meeting one of your idols, or, or even just being able to talk to one of your idols, and ask them the questions that you've always wanted to know about, you know, how they do what they do, and and things like that. It was it was uh, it was an amazing interview to to do. Um, and you know, when I approach interviews or or uh, or you know, prospective interviews of, of people that I'd like to talk to and stuff. I'm a fan of them first and foremost, but um, at the same time, man, I, I, I'm just myself. You know, I don't try yeah. to to act like I'm, I'm anything other than than who I am, and um, and I don't pretend to to know any more than what I know. And um, I think I don't know, but I think that comes across. Um, you know, with with a lot of the people that I'm blessed to have been able to talk to. Um, and some of these, some of the times, um, you know, doing these interviews, um, you know, it's kind of turned into, into friendships with a lot of, them. you know, me and Shorty B, yeah. uh, we, you know, ever since that first interview, we've, we've, we've been talking ever since, you know, he'll, he'll text me or, or, um, or call me just, you know, just to say what's up, um, you know, just like some of the other people that I've interviewed too. So, um, it's really been a blessing, a, a, a blessing and, um. I've enjoyed every minute of it. Hell yeah, hell yeah, man. And th- you're right, man. We we end up making these friendships with these people um, that we grew up listening to. And it, eventually, I mean, yeah, we're aware of what they did and what they created, but it's like, yeah, this dude's a friend of mine. He's just a regular guy just like me. You find out that they're, they're just like us. Um, we had a great yeah. friendship with the late, great DJ Ready Red and the Ghetto Boys. You know, he actually mm-hmm. co-hosted a, a show or two here with us. You know, just a phenomenal individual. Same with Fresh Kid Ice, Bushwick Bill, and um, you know, recently, you know, uh, Gangster Boo. I mean, it's it's horrible to see these these uh, people pass. I mean, at an alarming rate. You know, it's like every other day we almost have to write some type of eulogy or something. Um, yeah. That's the hard part for me. You know, is losing these people. You know, because um, you become close to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was, I was, um, I was getting pretty close to uh, to MC Breed. I did an interview with him, um, a couple of interviews with him, and actually, you know, unfortunately, um, uh, I got the last interview that he ever did uh, before he passed away. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 heartbreaking when that happens. And uh, it just, you know, it's just a reminder of how fragile life is and how short life is, you know. So. Yeah. Hundred percent, man. Hundred um, percent. 
you know, uh, I want everybody to go to your website, uh, um and check it out because you, you update it quite frequently. I mean, you put so much content up there. Um, you know what I'm saying? How do you uh, keep up with everything? You know, uh, I'll admit myself, I, I'm nowhere near in your realm when it comes to that. I, I get shit late or, or never at all sometimes. <laughs> or you're all fine right. on you know, sites like yours you know, down the line. Like, well, okay, uh, this album's out. Let me go check it out. How do you keep up with everything, Chad? Uh, man, I wish I could tell you. It's just, um, you know, I'm 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 such a fan of the culture, and I'm a fan of the music. Um, and of course, I'm I'm such a fan of you know a lot of the artists and a lot of the producers out there. Um, that I'm just I'm just always, you know, looking, um, for for that you know for the content to be able to showcase and ex- and expose. You know what's uh, you know what's out there, and I don't like doing you know just the 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 same old same old that you know that every platform um, you know wants to um, wants to cover. You know I want to find you know other news that maybe you know the people aren't getting because some of the other platforms are you know covering um, you know like the like the like the TMZ type headlines and, and clickbait yes. type stuff and I don't I don't want to do the, the the clickbait you know type type of stuff you know when when um like crooked eye he just he just dropped a new uh a new EP like you know I, I wanted to make sure to you know to do my part to try to, to to try to get that out there for for people to see and for people to listen to um you know so for me it's just and I'm the only one doing it on my site like it's 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 just me um, yeah, so yeah. I just, I just, I just try to keep my eyes and my ears open and really it's, you know, what I'm, what I find interesting is what I'm going to put out there, you know, and, and hopefully other people find it interesting too. hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm, uh, noticing you, you got some interviews, man, that I never had a chance to interview like DJ Jazzy Jeff, um, such a talented individual. What was it like interviewing him? Uh, that was pretty cool. That was a pretty cool interview with with Jazzy Jeff, um, because I was, you know, obviously a fan of, of DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Um, you know, they first hip hop group, you know, win a Grammy. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, the TV show, uh, but then just you know the music, Summertime, and I think I can beat Mike Tyson, and and, yeah. and you know, and all these. Uh, you know all these great songs that they that they did together. Um, Jazzy Jeff was a, was a great dude uh, to talk to. Uh, very very open, um, very informative and, and detailed of of some of the questions that I asked him about. You know putting together certain songs or you know kind of what it was what it was like um, in the early days with him and and uh, and Will Smith. You know um, starting starting their uh, their group together basically and and you know and coming up and things like that so uh it was an amazing experience it was an amazing interview um yeah jazzy jeff was one of those ones that uh that i really enjoy is one of my favorite ones that i did yeah yeah i noticed another one uh i i definitely gotta check out your shock g interview um when i had the chance to interview him this was years ago um 
we're we're doing the interview and we're talking and chopping it up. I'm wondering if this happened to you. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're talking about Humpty, and he's like, "You want you want to talk to him?" And he just goes into Humpty, you know. And 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 now I'm interviewing Humpty for the next five minutes or so. Did he do that with right. you? No, he didn't. Do, he didn't do that with me. And what was crazy about that was, um, I'd done that interview, um, you know, a few years prior, and I was actually talking to. To uh, to shock about doing a um, another interview, an updated interview, um, within a few weeks of his of his passing, um, so I wasn't able to uh, to get that next interview. But, uh, but yeah, he was uh, he was an interesting interview as well. He's such a yeah. he's such a phenomenal musician. He's amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he uh, people don't realize how much of a uh, influence he was. I mean, he helped bring that funk too. You know, just like uh, of course the G-funk was created by uh, uh above the law and whatnot, but but he had his own brand of funk, you know. He had his oh, own sure. unique style. Um but man, you know, we're going to go to a song. We're going to take a break for a minute and uh, I want to talk about um, you know, what I'm saying how you like to cover West Coast hip hop just as well as I did. Uh, or I do, I should say. I'm not done yet. Uh, but uh, we're going to go to this song, man. I, I, I'm sure you might remember this one. It's Sibo Hardcore, man. Off Tales from the Crypt, yeah. 1995. We'll be right back with Chad Kaiser. Don't go to one. Cock and lock, infrared on the nigga's lip. So if you step, step with the 
diamonds in the back, sunroof top, digging in the scene with my cash creep, bitch. Niggas won't more, 187, and you know it's hard, motherfucking Come up off that cane, niggas catching pain. Stick my gaze under they chin, blow they fucking brain. Solo the psycho, going head hunting. Coming with them fully loaded, automatic, dumping them. Clips empty, tips smoking, niggas, we ain't no joke. So take yourself and you wreck yourself and do who right down the smoke. The streets is getting hectic in this shit, call me the priest. Keeping niggas up on game, the street knowledge king. Get that other thing and make a grown nigga throw up. But they the bomb. The sucker's mouth, watching his head blow up. I'm putting in work, stepping on brains in my steel toes. And these suckers cross my path, and I'ma pick they fro. So think before you move, quit, cause I'm in this. Get till death, do a part, Mark, come get with this. I have you grooving in a drop. Keep G's in your box, mobile phone, and a Glock. Coming up, that's on the block. Come fuck with a real nigga and stack meal. Niggas and down the kill, niggas. And when we strike, who does this thing? Born root, diddy, dog, killing for the green. Nothing but that hard diamonds in the back, sunroof top, digging in the scene with my cat street, bitch. Niggas won't more, 187, and you know it's hard, motherfucking core. Man, that's going back. That's classic. Um, Sibo is uh, one I always uh, used to love to interview um, uh, from the West Coast. Uh, who are some of your favorites out West that, that you've uh, interviewed over the years, Chad? Oh man, uh, MC Ren, um, Ice Cube, uh, DOC, Egyptian Lover, uh, man, there's just so, Sir Jinx. Uh, there's man, there's there's a ton, there's a ton, but that's that's definitely a few off top. Too short, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You got you got a interview with Yellow on here. I see too. Uh, yep. You know. Um, yeah, many many dope uh, artists. Now, Ren, that's somebody I never had the opportunity uh, to interview. I always wanted to. How was it to interview MC Ren? I think he's one of the most underrated MCs of all time. Oh, without a doubt, MC Ren is he's he's a great dude. He's a great MC. Um, he's a great friend. Um, I've interviewed MC Ren a, a, a few times. Um, he's always been accommodating. But uh, just being able to talk to him about, you know, the the NWA days, um, you know, kind of some of the things that they went through with, you know, especially like with songs like "Fuck the Police" and and some of the uh, the backlash that they, you know, they got from that and hearing those stories. Um, yeah, MC Wynn's a legend. He's a pioneer. Um, definitely underrated. But uh, yeah, he he's definitely solid though. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, man. Um... You know, he. I put him. I mean, I'd love to see. Uh, they're doing a lot of things like Mount Westmore and different collaborative uh, uh, albums. I'd love to see him and Scarface do a fucking album together. I think that's the best of the West and some of the best of the South. That would just be amazing. I'd love to see more projects like that happen. You know, while they're still here. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of miss. I kind of miss the the. You know, sometimes the group posse you know type cuts and and stuff like yeah. that um you know and people coming together to to collaborate especially you know guys on you know on the caliber of you know like what we're seeing with mount westmore um but yeah that that i agree with you on that that would definitely be a an amazing collaboration with with ren and scarface oh yeah yeah 100 percent um 
you know, of course, we want people to go to uh, the website, jackkaiser.com, check out, uh, you know I'm saying, the site and everything. Um, what else should they be checking out for? Do you have anything else in the works that they can uh, go support? Uh, getting ready to start up the uh, my podcast. Um, I took a little bit of a, hi- of a uh, hiatus, but um, uh, I'm coming back. I've got a, a few in the can, and I've got a great lineup um, of guests um, that I'm going to have. Uh, on the podcast here coming out this year, so uh, look out for that. Um, also working on uh, writing a book with uh, with Ant Banks along with my partner Shad Reed. Uh, we're putting together the Ant Banks book. Um, so that's coming together real, real good. Um, should have that out uh, soon. I don't I don't have a date for it yet, but uh, we're definitely putting putting some work into that one. So that that should be out soon. Um, but other than that, man, just uh, keep it locked on uh, chadkaiser.com and, and um, you know, for the content and the uh, and the news and music and videos and, and all all kinds of stuff that I'll be I'll be having on that site. Yeah, yeah, man, that's that's what I'm talking about. Ant Banks book, um, one of my all-time favorite producers. What's it like to uh, be able to help him tell his story? Uh, it's been an amazing journey. Um, Absolutely amazing. Um, Ant Banks is one of my uh, top three uh, producers of all time. Um, you know, I've got him, Dre, and uh, and DJ Quick. Um, all three of those guys are are amazing, talented brothers. Uh, but Ant Banks, man, he's uh, he's such a phenomenal cat, man. He he's got so much talent. He's got the uh, I mean, sold millions and millions of records, produced records that have sold millions and millions. You know, we're talking, you know, he's he's produced for Two Short, he's produced for Tupac, uh, Mac-10, Ice Cube. Um, I mean, the list goes, E-40, list goes on and on and on. Um, Amp, Amp Banks is definitely, definitely one of the best producers uh, in the history of, of, uh, of hip-hop and, and music. Um, being able to, to work with him on, you know, putting this book together, uh, helping him tell his story and get his story out there. Um, it's an amazing experience. We're putting a lot of work into it. Um, I, I think everybody's going to be um, pleased with, with the outcome of, of this book. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um I still got uh, the big badass and sitting on something fat. Those are those are CDs I'm never going to get rid of, you know. Uh, oh yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. But one yeah, of my that's, that's albums, dope. One of my one of, one of my favorite albums is uh, the Big Badass. One of my favorite albums. Oh yeah, Straight Hustling, Street to Oakland. I mean, the loot. You had uh, uh, Pimp mm-hmm. Style Gangsters, man. Rest in peace, Rap and Ron. Uh, yes. Man, yeah. classic. Uh, and, and you know it's crazy. You sit back, you reminisce about these albums, and you're thinking, you, you remember the time when you was listening to them and stuff, and you're thinking, holy shit, that was 30 years ago. <laughs> you know, right? Where the, where the hell yeah. is time gone? Um, but also, uh, you've done publicity work over the years. Um, mm-hmm. Who are some of the artists uh, you did publicity for? Oh man, uh, EHD, um, dope ass producer. E.A. Ski yeah. is, is uh, he, he's phenomenal. Um, Sir Jinx, uh, Chris the Glove, um, MC Wren, 
did some work back when uh, Death Row Records was um, was under the Wide Awake. Uh, the water, the uh, yeah, wide awake. We did uh, we did a lot of good publicity for them and getting you know some of those works that that came out like OFTB and uh, the Crooked Eye album. Who um, oh Sam Sneed, um, you know did a lot of good work with them. Um, but you know a lot of the stuff that I did, um, you know was on, you know like TMZ. Like I, I was getting ready to. Um, to do um, some publicity for MC Breed, um, we got him the uh, the TMZ headline uh, just before he passed away, and he was loving it. Um, you know, he was so looking forward to, to doing more work with me in, in that aspect. Um, you know, um, but yeah, it's it's there's a lot of people I've done a lot of work with, um, and I've just I've just been blessed to you know to be able to do that and. And be able to, um, you know, help help people out and and get people, you know, maybe on on platforms that, um, you know, maybe they they weren't able to get on, or hadn't been on, you know, that kind of thing. So it's uh, you know, it's it's been a it's been a blessing to do that. That yeah, that I agree with you, man. Um, I was able to get uh, you know, like Ready Red. I did a rap a lot roundtable. With Ready Red, Too Much Trouble, uh, The Terrorist, Gangster Nip, I mean, you name it. And um, the homie Jake at Ambrosia uh, posted it up on there. It was good to see those guys get some publicity. And I managed Gangster Nip, I want to say it was 20, yeah, 2014. Uh, man, com let him pick the, his top five horror movies for Halloween. And, you know, just to see those guys get that, knowing that we helped them that's that's part of the blessing that, uh, of what we do brother you know oh yeah yeah um you know the uh there was a um a documentary on the um on the BBC and it was um it was called um Sharon Osbourne uh rock and roll's dodgiest deals and um i was able to to get uh Sir Jinx, Chris the Glove Taylor and MC Ren uh, featured on that documentary that came out over in uh, uh, over in the UK. I think you can still find it on YouTube, but it was on the BBC TV um, out in the UK. You know that was that was amazing. You know working working with that group and, and getting that to uh, to happen um, was also very instrumental in uh, facilitating uh, the DOC um, for his uh, interview with Playboy magazine in I think it was twenty twenty thirteen. And it was her sex and music issue, and he had a, uh, I think it was like a five-page, four-page interview in there uh, that actually won a, um, a journalism award for the writer who, um, who did that interview, who did that, you know, wrote that article. Um, you know, so stuff like that, you know, some, some of the stuff that's, you know, not just, you know, putting them on a blog or putting them on a website, but actually, you know, getting them – you know, and some of these other little avenues and outlets to, uh, you know, to tell their story and, you yeah. know, and gain an audience that maybe, you know, they, they wouldn't have had otherwise. You know, that's a, that's a fulfilling uh, feeling, you know, for me to know that, you know, I, I had a hand in that and I could help them and, and assist them, you know, in that way. You know, you've done so many interviews over the years. Uh, people have asked me this question before. It's always hard for me to uh, pick and choose, but 
I'm going to I'm going to make it hard for you to ask you the same question. Who are some of your favorite interviews from over the years? Who are some of the ones that stuck with you that you like really proud of? Uh, well, I mean the uh, the one the one that I'm most um, most proud of, I would say, would be my first, um, and that was with Shorty B because that was my my first time ever interviewing somebody um, and being you know in that kind of journalistic um, you know type of endeavor. So. Um, the the one with Shorty B uh, will always always stay with me uh, for being the first. Um, another another interview that I'm uh, I'm kind of proud of doing or or that's one of my favorites uh, was Ice Cube, and the reason why that one's one of my favorites is because um, Ice Cube came to my hometown and I was able to interview Ice Cube here in Louisville, and because um, he came here for the Louder Than Life. Um, concert series for the weekend, and um, I was able to interview him. Had my best friend uh, Bobby Elliott with me as well, um, so it was great to be able to, to interview Cube in my hometown and have my um, you know have my best friend with me too, um, right there with me. So um, so that was cool. That's that's definitely a, a memorable one. Um, obviously for me, uh, another one would be Too Short. Um, so I'm such a fan of Too Short. Grew up listening to Too Short. Um, first time that I uh, that I really heard Too Short uh, was a, a buddy of mine pulled up in his car. He was playing something that had a lot of bass in it. It was just thumping, and uh, he you know he he pulled out the tape and it was the the Too Short Short Dogs in the house. And from that minute on, I, I was a I was a fan from uh, a fan of Too Short. Uh, since then. Um, so that one's that one's obviously uh for me, you know, pretty pretty memorable. Um and then I guess um another one that I'll say is the one that I was able to do with uh with CPO Boss Hog. Uh rest in peace. Um right after that interview was done, uh me and Boss Hog really uh hit it off. We became super, you know, super friends. Um he invited me out to hang out with him, you know, at his house. Um, and that's what we did, you know. We hung out, drank a little, smoked a little, um, and just reminisced. He was pointing out where, you know, Easy lived and where Dre lived and where Ren lived, and you know, gave me the whole backstory and history of that. Um, so, so from that interview to be able to do all those things with uh, with CPO, um, and he's actually inspired me to write my own book. And he was adamant that I write my own book. He was always on me about doing that. Um, so I'm going to live that out. And uh, and do that, um, you know, for him. So I would say, you know, those those four interviews there uh, were probably probably my top interviews that um, that are going to stick with me for for a long, long time. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Even uh, you know, what I'm saying artists like uh, I remember Tech Nine when um, you know he came out, everybody was dogging him with the red hair, even though he was super super talented. Nobody wanted to give him a chance, and we reviewed him at Murder Dog and. Uh, we supported the shit out of him, you know, and then eventually yeah. as time went on, he just kept, you know, elevating and elevating, and now he's he's considered one of the the, the elite, you know, as far as uh, lyrical uh, MCs go, you know. So it's oh, good sure. to know that in the early days we, we helped him a little bit along the way. Um, but some of these guys, man, uh, like you said, you become friends with them, and, um, you know, you have a good relationship over the years. 
Um, and that's that's always the blessing. Chad, before we get out of here, brother, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Also, thank you so much for uh, featuring, you know, the Murder Master Music Show and myself on uh, your website, jackheiser.com. That was a piece that, uh, something I can show my kid, you know, something I can be proud of. And they, they rarely pay homage to the guys like us behind the scenes, you know what I'm saying? So it really felt good to see that, and I thank you. Yeah, man, not a problem, not a problem. I appreciate you tuning in, checking in, and, and uh, inviting me on, on your show been awesome i appreciate it oh yeah we definitely got to do it again we like to do a lot of round tables you know on some of these anniversary shows i'd love to have you join us maybe on one of them and um you know like uh i think it was our 900 we had uh man, everybody from young bleed to uh you know uh james tony you know uh, it was it was crazy so we'd love to have you on maybe during one of those you know yeah we try to invite a lot of people all the way Everywhere. That's that's what I'm talking about. And uh, again, everybody, uh, go to chadkaiser.com. Chad, the floor is all yours, brother. Hey, I appreciate you having me on. It's been it's been a uh, it's been a tremendous opportunity to come on the on the show with you. Um, I don't I don't do a whole lot of interviews, so uh, it's kind of weird being on this side, being the uh, the interviewee instead of the interviewer. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been good, and I appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you so much. Uh, we're going to get out of here now. That was uh, the homie Chad Kaiser. Again, please go to chadkaiser.com. Support everything he's doing. You know what I'm saying? Since we both uh, you know, represent uh, a lot of uh, California artists over the years, interviewed a lot of people, man, we're going to keep it there, man. We're going to go to the Bay with this one here, 11-5. Hate to see me have shit. Rest in peace to Mano. Check, and I'm like, yo, t-shirt wet See, I'm the dead, I'm about to throw, nigga I'm pro, nigga, what you 
bullshit with 35 Different ways to express These seven hollow points into your motherfucking chest Who wanna death? That criminal minded nigga bustin' like a savage All for the love of the cabbage When I see it, got the hammer, fuck a hoe And make a bitch, that be the way Cause they hate to see me lavish Making money, getting paid on a regular No hesitations from a killer Griller, cause a nigga iller For the spiller, fill your cap back And creep like a motherfucking menacing witness As I jack this mouse with the quickness Act the money in the safe chopping it up. It's been a real uh, dope interview so far. I appreciate you, brother. Um, you know, you've done so many interviews over the years. Uh, people have asked me this question before. It's always hard for me to uh, pick and choose, but I'm going to I'm gonna make it hard for you to choose and ask you the same question. Who are some uh-huh. of your favorite interviews from over the years? Who are some of the ones that stuck with you that, that you like really proud of? Uh, well, I mean uh, the one the one that I'm most um, most proud of I would say would be my first um, and that was with Shorty B because that was my my first time ever interviewing somebody um, and being you know in that kind of journalistic um, you know type of endeavor so um, the the one with Shorty B uh, will always always stay with me uh, for being the first. Um, Another another interview that I'm uh, I'm kind of proud of doing, or or that's one of my favorites, uh, was Ice Cube, and the reason why that one's one of my favorites is because um, Ice Cube came to my hometown, and I was able to interview Ice Cube here in Louisville, and because um, he came here for the Louder Than Life um, concert series for the weekend, and um, I was able to interview him, had my best friend. Uh, Bobby Elliott with me as well, um, so it was great to be able to, to interview Cube in my hometown and have my um, you know have my best friend with me too, um, right there with me. So um, so that was cool. That's that's definitely a, a memorable one. Um, obviously for me, uh, another one would be Too Short. Um, so I'm such a fan of Too Short. Grew up listening to Too Short. Um, first time that I uh, that I really heard Too Short. Uh, was a, a buddy of mine pulled up in his car. He was playing something that had a lot of bass in it. It was just thumping, and uh, he, you know, he he pulled out the tape, and it was the the two short short dogs in the house. And from that minute on, I, I was a I was a fan from uh, a fan of Too Short. Uh, since then, um, so that one's that one's obviously uh, for me, you know, pretty pretty memorable. Um, and then, I guess. Um, Another one that I'll say is the one that I was able to do with uh, with CPO Boss Hog, uh, rest in peace. Um, right after that interview was done, uh, me and Boss Hog really uh, hit it off. We became super, you know, super friends. Um, he invited me out to hang out with him, you know, at his house, um, and that's what we did. You know, we hung out, drank a little, smoked a little, 
um, and just reminisce. He was pointing out where, you know, Easy lived and where Dre lived and where Ren lived and, you know, gave me the whole backstory and history of that. Um, so so from that interview to be able to do all those things with, uh, with CPO, um, and he's actually inspired me to write my own book, and he was adamant that I write my own book. He was always on me about doing that. Um, so I'm going to live that out and uh, and do that, um, you know, for him. So I would say, you know, those those four interviews there uh, were probably probably my top interviews that um, that are going to stick with me for for a long, long time. 